That was Karloke, which uh, means the rose by the Makaha sons. And it was featured in George Clooney's movie The Descendants, a story about a different type of trouble in Hawaii. But some of the world's favourite destinations are in the Hawaiian Islands, and we want to talk about what's happening there in Maui today. Some are challenged by natural events, and some related to climate change, but Others are just part of the environment, such as uh, volcanic eruptions, which is another issue that's arisen on the big island of Hawaii, with Kilauea going off over the weekend. But uh, it's a favourite destination of mine, and many Australians felt it was important to recognise today, just over a month since the wildfires devastated the historic township of Lahaina, which was the seat of power in the original Hawaiian kingdom. And while we recognise that we are mere visitors to those islands, those who live there and those who host us on our holiday are grieving right now. So many of you may have plans to visit Hawaii. Some probably had to cancel those plans. Some of you wonder if it's ever going to be appropriate to enjoy the holiday while local residents continue to suffer. So we're going to a broadcast, part of an address by the Hawaiian Governor Josh Green, which spells out the current situation for the recovery effort now that the rescue efforts have been completed. The tally of the dead, which at one stage they thought could be a 1,000 people, has, has reduced. It's about 115. And the missing are also way back down. So the plans to both house Lahaina residents and rebuild the town are among issues that the governor discusses. Over the past several weeks, FEMA's search and rescue teams and our first responders have completed search and rescue efforts in Lahaina. And as of today, there have been a total of 115 fatalities. Our hearts have broken 115 times. The FBI has reported that 66 of our people are potentially still unaccounted for based on calls and emails they've received. And in many cases, they only have names of these individuals on a list and no other information. This is the number that initially was over 3,000 and then dropped to 385 last week, and now, I repeat, is at 66. The Maui Police Department continues to make daily progress on missing persons reports and encourages families to share information about any missing loved ones. Since August 16th, the American Red Cross, the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency, and FEMA have relocated over 7,500 displaced survivors from shelters to a total of 29 hotels and hundreds of Airbnbs. 15,931 individuals have filed for FEMA relief. The accommodations I have described will continue to provide meals, casework services, financial recovery resources, and other disaster relief assistance until we're able to move to the next phase of our recovery. However, hotels can't be our long-term solution to housing in West Maui. We've entered into an agreement with the Red Cross to house our people for a minimum of 36 weeks. We're also pursuing relationships with large numbers of homeowners who have historically used their properties for short-term rentals to convert them into longer-term rentals to accommodate displaced residents. Residents then can actually enter into much longer agreements to receive housing through FEMA. FEMA will continue to assist us with direct leases and rental assistance grants to ensure that people can stay housed for 18 months well into 2025. And these costs will be covered by federal assistance, state resources, and humanitarian aid. We also intend to contract with three to five hotels locally to be able to lease their entire properties long term for the recovery effort, which will serve as an additional housing safety net for us. Finally, 
a smaller number of transitional temporary housing units in the form of Kauhale communities will be built on Maui to aid those not housed in long-term rentals or hotels. But housing alone won't be enough to get our people through this incredibly difficult time. Generosity from around the world has poured into Hawaii, to the American Red Cross, the Hawaii Community Foundation, and the Maui United Way. The tens of millions of dollars donated to these and other worthy organizations are providing life-sustaining support to supplement state and federal need. I've authorized $100 million from a special revenue source called Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, or TANF, to support what others donate, magnifying the power of everyone's generosity. Because Lahaina businesses have also been destroyed and many others across Maui County are struggling to survive, I've also authorized immediate relief to help prevent business bankruptcies. Working with House and Senate leaders and in partnership with Maui County, the Mayor, Hawaii Community Foundation, we'll make $25 million available immediately in the form of $10,000 and $20,000 bridge grants to help businesses all across Maui survive until the economy can recover. The Maui Economic Opportunity Team will help us distribute these grants. Now we turn to Lahaina Town and our road to recovery and healing. Many displaced survivors have asked when they can return to their homes and properties and businesses to survey the damage. In the coming weeks, we'll begin to schedule supervised visits for displaced people to return and view their property under safe conditions. I need to share this with you. The ash, we are told, is quite toxic, so we need to be careful. Once the EPA has completed its removal of hazardous materials from the affected areas, which is ongoing, this process will take three to four months, we can begin the removal of other debris. To be clear, people will get in soon, but the long-term debris removal is going to take a great deal of time. We're in a partnership right now with FEMA and the Army Corps of Engineers in this effort. This is going to take the better part of a year to remove all of this debris and over $1 billion to complete. This will be supported by the federal government. We've engaged 25 cultural practitioners also to help us guide this effort and ensure that the Hawaii traditions we have and respect during this process are in place. We'll make every effort to use local workers also and local companies to complete this work. I'm incredibly proud of the entire West Maui community for their courage, their commitment, and everything they show as far as aloha goes and support for our survivors. And for their patience, I'm also grateful as this arduous process unfolds. I repeat, many donors from around the world have sent generous support to our devastated communities. However, Others have descended on Maui seeking an opportunity to profit. Some of these outsiders seek to take as much as one-third or more of the compensation that the survivors of this tragedy are due. This kind of opportunism in profiteering on the suffering of our people is not Pono, so I'm taking action to prevent it. I've instructed my team to explore the possibility of forming a recovery fund for those that have been impacted. This is intended to eliminate the need for those who have been affected by the fire to go through years of costly and painful litigation with eventual recovery uncertain. In the spirit of aloha, local attorneys who seek to represent Maui survivors will be humbly asked to support and represent survivors on a pro bono basis or at a greatly reduced rate so survivors can receive more of the settlements they deserve. And I'm, call I'm calling on our local legal and business leaders to support this effort. Lahaina belongs to its people, and we're committed to rebuilding and restoring it the way they want it. I want to emphasize this again. The land in Lahaina is reserved for its people as they return and rebuild. And I instructed the Attorney General to impose enhanced criminal penalties, including up to a year in prison, 
on anyone who tries to take advantage of survivors by an unsolicited acquisition of property in affected areas on Maui. I've also ordered a full investigation of the cause of the fire and the emergency response. We'll get answers to exactly what happened there, and there will be full accountability and transparency to the public. Now, regarding travel to Hawaii, outside of West Maui, all other areas of Maui, and the rest of Hawaii are safe and now open to visitors outside of West Maui. And we invite everyone to travel to our state today, which will support the local economy and help speed the recovery of those who have already suffered so much. Hawaii Governor Josh Green in a public broadcast to the Hawaiian community late last week.